my friends, Peter and Paul, with Anthony Hopkins playing Paul the Apostle. Yes, 1981 movie with Anthony Hopkins, bro. Totally scrubbed from the internet. Had to do a lot of research to find this thing. They don't want you to find movies that really show the gospel. And I know there's a lot of Christian movies out there and they're okay. This is Michael Basham, Spirit Force, Spirit Wars, Fringe Radio Network. I just wanted to put this out there because you can find this movie. I think there's a Vimeo full movie, not super good quality, but if you don't want to pay for it, whatever. You didn't hear that from me. I was shown this back in 2006 in China at a mission base. And it was at a time when the people that I was with, the friends, the missionaries were just diehard for sake all disciples. And this is one of those movies that really drives it home. You're really taken back to the time of the apostles, the time of the early church, the time of Roman occupied Israel. The time when it looked pretty bleak for the church. In many ways, it was like, are we going to really get this gospel out or are we just surviving? And that's in many ways, that's how a lot of Christians feel. I've been putting my tentacles and radar out and every millisecond extra that I can spare, you know, I'm finding a plethora of new believers and Christians on TikTok. But the scary thing is, as you're finding these people, they're also being banned. If they have anything to say that's red pilling anybody, they're also getting banned in real time. So that's why I've, I also try to reach out and, and say, look, you know, start a podcast, work with us, Fringe Radio Network as well, if you're interested, because they can't really ban podcasts, but they're banning Christians. But that's another thing. Like, the main point is there's a huge Holy Spirit outpouring. There's a huge army of believers that, whether they go to the right church or not, they're just getting activated by the gospel. And when you watch this movie, Peter and Paul, brilliant film. I, again, Anthony Hopkins playing the Apostle Paul. Ever heard of that? Probably the best performance ever. He gets so into the role. He's he's just him. You see in his eyes the brilliance of this knighted Sir Anthony Hopkins actor and his consciousness of... I was a Pharisee. I know the scriptures backwards and forwards. I am persecuting this sect of the cult of Jesus. And seeing the wheels turn in his head as he realizes Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that this is actually true, that the gospel is true. And he, he pronounces the gospel many times. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So there's a reason that Hollywood doesn't want this movie out. They don't want movies like this to get made. Almost 20 years ago, they they really worked hard to make sure that The Passion of the Christ didn't get anywhere. That was a huge fiasco for them. 
Mel Gibson, Crazy Mel. He goes out there. He makes the best movie about Jesus's passion ever made to that date. Perhaps ever made. Hollywood is Antichrist, as you can see with Megan Fox and her boyfriend doing blood drinking rituals. They don't like movies like Peter and Paul to be made or to be promoted. But again, Peter and Paul, Anthony Hopkins. You watch that and you get sucked back into that time of the revelation of the gospel, the hottest thing in the universe, the most incredible truth that we are saved by grace, that Jesus died for us and he rose again and and just this incredible fact and his teachings and the things that he did. And I didn't watch the whole movie um, tonight. I watched the first half of it. But when he is converted, when Paul, when Anthony Hopkins playing Paul is converted, he goes and he seeks out Peter. And Peter is very suspicious of him. He's like, are you here to betray us like Judas? And it takes a while to earn the trust. But Paul sits at the feet of Peter and just listens to him with all that intensity of Hopkins just being kind of an ethereal personality. Show me. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? Where was he? Bring me to Galilee. What is it? And and Peter is like, okay, well, uh, you know, Jesus showed us to uh, put our nets out here and we caught all these fish and uh, and you know, he remembered when he betrayed him. Uh, I denied Christ three times. Well, it took a while for you to also learn that Jesus was the Messiah. So, me too. Took a while for me as well. Can't really do an Anthony Hopkins impression very good, but you get my drift here, man. The Apostle Paul played by Anthony freaking Hopkins, bro. Sure, it's 1981. It's it's kind of got the, the feeling of like an old Bible epic movie. It's not your average cheesy, you know, faith movie produced by some very well-meaning Christians in 1995. This is a very, very professionally done movie that is in the vein of the older epic Hollywood movies. I think it was a TV movie, but it still has an incredible cast, incredible directing and, and script writing and very thoughtful, but most of all, very spirit filled and really tapping into the spirit of the early church, what it was like, not just though what it was like as far as, okay, well, Jim Caviezel's movie with, uh, what was it? The apostle Paul with, you know, Luke is, is interviewing Paul in prison. Pretty good movie, but a little bit, you know, a little Christian-y, a little sappy. This is nothing like that. This is like really, really well done film. And uh, you can find it only through going to Google or whatever, .go, and there's a Vimeo version that was uploaded if you don't want to spend. I think it was like $60 for the DVD on Amazon. <laughs> not joking. So they do not want you to see this because Hollywood... They think they control their actors, their stars, quote unquote, and they don't like it when they 
have their stars leave the reservation, leave the chicken coop. I mean, I don't like when my chickens leave my chicken coop either, but I don't think of people as chickens. And Hollywood thinks as if their their stars, their uh, so-called stars, are chickens. So this film, beyond the acting, beyond the directing and the script writing and everything, I honestly rarely get back to the place where I see, yes, this is the incredible, who was it that said, I, I interviewed um, Andre Rabe, the scandal of the gospel. Andre likes to talk about the gospel as this huge, big deal that changed everything in history. And he's right. I need to find out how Andre's doing. But Andre Rabe really nailed it when he called it the scandal that Jesus came and he showed us in his teachings alone. He, he showed us the way and he died to give us eternal life and to, to provide the pathway back to the father and then to breathe on us and, and give us the, the disciples and the apostles and all of us, the Holy spirit to be able to be filled with the same anointing to go and preach the gospel with boldness, a bunch of scaredy cats, the 12 disciples. And then suddenly they get filled with the Holy spirit and they can just go and preach and get beaten for it and get, I'll say this, you know, you're getting shadow banned and persecuted on the internet. That's the modern day persecution for now. And eventually it'll become physical. Imagine if you lived in like a Google city, Oh, three strikes, you're out. You said the wrong thing. Now we've got to put you in Google prison. But the Christians of the internet, the huge giant group of believers speaking the truth, getting shadow banned, new believers, warriors, beautiful people. They look to me way more just the the allure and the attractiveness and the stardom of these young and sometimes older Christians way outshines the silliness of Hollywood actors that just look cheesy. When you watch an, an old Hollywood movie from like the 90s or the early 2000s, back when Hollywood was God, this is different. This is, these are real confident spirit-filled believers starting to share their faith and they need our support and they need our prayers. And I just feel like there is such a witness occurring that the enemy doesn't know what to do. There are so many believers using the internet to share the gospel, to spread awareness and to wake people up and red pills and don't take the vaccine. And, you know, this is what the Illuminati said. But most of all, it's like, this is the scripture of the day and here's a prophetic dream I had. And it's just, there are too many to keep track of. Like I remember the early 2010s, you know, it was amazing to have YouTube and there were hundreds of Christians on there, but now there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, there are too many to keep track of. And they're just there confidently sharing their faith. And the brilliant thing is they're new, so new that they're reading the Bible with breathless wonder 
and revelation at the words of God through the prophet Isaiah or the Beatitudes or some of the letters of Paul. And they know they could be persecuted by this. They know that at the very least their friends and family could think that they're crazy for sharing their faith and they're out there doing it. So I know the enemy's freaked out about that. I know that the, the whole purpose of the internet was to round up Christians in the end. That's the main purpose of the internet is to shut down faith and to inst institute a new kind of persecution. And yet you've got all these Christians on there. So I just think it's so cool. And it makes me think about the days of discipleship and dropping out and being with diehard Christians and watching movies like Peter and Paul and um, Brother, Son, Sister, and Moon and just stories of leaving the system and following God and being a, a full of faith disciple. Wow. Wow. And you want to get back to that and you can get back to that as an older Christian. But one of the quickest ways to get back to that is tune into what tune into what the Lord has shown the new people. Find out where the new disciples are and go and support them and bless them and pray for them and listen to them. Because for me to hear new Christians talk about the Bible with such fire and flamboyancy, it's like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is, this is a big deal. Like the word of God. I'm in North Carolina right now. My mom just drove up here from Florida and she's like, Hey, Michael, I found your old Bible. And it's like my 1999 Bible. And um, I'm like, oh, thanks, Mom. One of the many Bibles that I had in high school. And I looked at it and it, it was like full of notes and underlinings and like professional underlinings and highlightings. Like, wow, I could actually like guide my fingers better back then. Now when I underline a Bible thing or highlighted it. it's all haphazardly strewn about because i don't know maybe my uh motor skills have decreased but you could just see oh wow i was a new believer and i was studying the bible with great reverence as a new christian and just to have that bible right here in front of me i think it is in the jeep to have that thing here with, with all those notes and, and rewriting scriptures down and realizing that that was the birth, that was the genesis of my whole life of faith up till today. And I'm still here. I'm still going. But just think about these new Christians and they might not be sitting in their car reading their Bibles with a highlighter. It, it might be too tempting to connect to TikTok or YouTube. Well, they know YouTube is evil, but they're using TikTok. That's where they can seem to get away with most things. And there's just hundreds of thousands of Christians broadcasting, not to mention the millions listening and commenting that are too shy to broadcast. And it is the most amazing, beautiful thing. And that being said, there's also a lot of witches and new agers on there also broadcasting. Like, let's not forget, there's a huge occult movement, which um, we need to wisely reach out to the people in that and expect the Holy Spirit to do the work of 
converting, but, but yeah, that's another, another topic, but you'll see if, if you see my TikTok faith bucks is the latest one faith bucks, TikTok, I will hashtag and, um, use the metadata, witch talk or witchcraft to try to attract some of those people to then hopefully share the truth and even just have like a moment of exchange of spirit with those people lost in the occult. So that, ha that has also incurred um, a great deal of spiritual warfare, I think, because we're literally getting like people subscribing to us that are witches, but I want to reach out to them too. And I think that we should all, look outside the box. Don't preach to the choir. Don't only talk about your faith to people who already know the Bible, but see if you can find a way to spread the message to the Gentiles as Paul did, Peter and Paul. In the movie, Peter and Paul, at one point, Peter is having a meeting with the early church disciples and they're like, you know, Paul is ready to go and share the gospel worldwide. And we have a hard enough time just preserving the gospel on the home front. So have the mind of Paul in that sense, like be passionate, be a disciple, be diehard and share the gospel with people outside of the reservation of the Christian church system. But at the same time, understand that there's a huge incubating fellowship of many Christians sharing scriptures, dreams, visions, prophecies, thoughts, rants, you name it. And get on there and if you, if you have the grace to do that, get on there and promote those promote and and like and subscribe and comment and share and be there for those people because they need some extra support. But I just wanted to share that that is happening. There is a huge discipleship like hey we're leaving the system we know the chemtrails are evil and joe biden isn't really a duly elected president and the vaccines are killing people etc and we're we're out we're done we're getting a farm in idaho so but much more than that the focus needs to be souls the the spirit the scriptures say and Jesus told us to go and, and win and to train disciples. Well, how are you going to do that if you're just burying your light under a rock and hiding your faith? So we need to get out there. We need to be public. And if you're not ready to do it yourself, then then please promote some of these people who are doing it. And I thank the people that have promoted and supported me over the years, too, through our Patreon on faithbucks.com. Thank you so much. I'm talking about people who they might be like borderline new age, borderline homeless in the system. And yet they're beginning to figure it out about the gospel, support those people, pray for them, promote them and just show them that they have a friend and love them. And if, if you hear people that don't really agree with your theology, so what just love them anyway. All right, guys, thank you very much. Michael Basham here, and we'll be back soon. Very soonly. I just wanted to put this out there because the Apostle Paul...
played by Anthony Hopkins in the movie, Peter and Paul is amazing. Getting back to the discipleship focus. That is your movie. All right. God bless y'all. Hallelujah. Have a good day.